0: Hey, Changemaker, this is Julia Wicklander, your host and founder of Girls' Globe, the global feminist media platform that amplifies the voices and stories of activists, advocates, experts, and organizations working to strengthen gender equality, human rights, social justice around the world. One way we work to amplify these voices is through the Girls' Globe Solidarity Studio, This year we brought the Girls Globe Solidarity Studio to the Women Deliver 2023 conference in Kigali, Rwanda. Girls Globe hosted conversations and storytelling opportunities for the many amazing changemakers present at the conference. Many who didn't have speaking opportunities yet have amazing stories and perspectives that need to be heard. We also had the opportunity to speak with leaders, um, and those who have been present as experts in the field of gender equality and feminist activism for decades. In this episode of the Hey Change Maker podcast, you'll hear a conversation from the Girls Globe Solidarity Studio. Shifra Belonguel, a previous Girls Globe fellow and a member of our global community of feminist activists and advocates, speaks with Latanya Mapp Fret. As of the time of this conversation and the release of this podcast episode, Latanya Mapfret is president and CEO of Global Fund for Women and serves on the board of directors for Global Fund for Women. She has recently announced that she's stepping down from this role at the end of 2023. Latanya is also the author of the book, The Everyday Feminist, the key to sustainable social impact driving movements we need now more than ever. Previously, she was the executive director of Planned Parenthood Global, the international arm of Planned Parenthood Federation of America with regional and country offices in Africa and Latin America. She quadrupled the size of the program in four years to become one of the most innovative and sustainable global health organizations in the field. LaTanya has decades of experience working with and supporting feminist changemakers around the world, which is why it is an inspiration to hear her speak with Shifra about the importance of listening to young feminists.
1: Hi, LaTanya. So we're so happy that you're here uh, and able to do an interview with us uh, at Girls Globe. Uh, I guess for a first question, I wanted to ask um, if you could share a personal story or tell us how you came into the space of feminist Mm -hmm. grant making. Um, And yeah, and what inspires you uh, in the work that you do?
2: Thank you so much, and it's a pleasure to be here with Girls Globe. Um, we are, um, you know, and actually, I just finished writing a book that was released called The Everyday Feminist, and in it, I talk about my stories living in over 15 countries around the world and the work that I've done. But I, I would say that the way that I started doing this work is because I think I, you know, I'm a black woman growing up in the United States, um, so that says a lot um, about the injustices that I've seen as a as a child. Um, also, in my home, there was of violence. Um, and so there was a lot of, um, I think, Um, particularly from my grandmothers to help me see that justice was very important. And from the age of five, I wanted to be a lawyer because I wanted to work in the criminal justice system to make it more fair for Black people in my country. And so equity and justice um, were things that were second nature for me growing up. And so it was very easy for me to focus my work um, on on women and particularly funding women and girls. I will say that um, you know my career kind of had a turning point in Ethiopia Uh, where i was able to fund some work for street children and wanted to we offered street children lots of things lots of um, you know opportunities to go back to be reintegrated into their home we offered them education um, lodging and uh, things like that but what we didn't offer them was sexual and reproductive health and i had a a very um, close experience to me where one of the the young street children um, Uh, Cast because of uh, uh, her pregnancy and her diagnosis for HIV AIDS. And I had just thought if I had just focused and centered that work around uh, what she herself needed, and you know, in sexual and reproductive health in particular as a young person, then I probably would have come off a lot better with the way that I program. And from there on out, it just became, how do I be in service to these groups and not just do things for them, but do things that they have requested and they need. And so the work that I do at Global Fund for Women is very centered from that place of how to include them in the development process, how to actually give grants that are going to address needs and ideas and strategies around success that have been made by those that are affected by it in the community.
1: Thank you so much, LaTanya, um, for sharing your personal stories and also congrats on the book. Thank you. (laughs) I'm sure everyone's excited to uh, get their hands on it. Um, I guess my next question, speaking of um, sexual reproductive health and rights, and I know Global Fund for Women works with partners across the globe, you know, at this specific moment where um, we're seeing and hearing a lot of like uh, narratives from cons- more conservative forces and anti-rights uh, movements um, play out. How do you uh, see you know, feminist movements changing these narratives and advancing their own.
2: Mm. And I talk a lot about, um, you know, hearts and minds. So we could change laws, we can bring better policies. um, But the way to really disrupt the system is to change hearts and minds. It has to come from within. Um, In finding a common narrative about, you know, sort of sexual and reproductive health, and, and in particular, for women and girls, because I think it has to start there, um, is going to be super important. So the way we talk about this is that we don't get to make decisions about what other people want. Um, what we get to do is to support the work that they want to do to change their communities and change some of those false narratives that we hear from folks who maybe sometimes are you know, not even concerned um, with what's going on. And, and that could look different in many different places. But what we don't get to do is make decisions for them. And I I think sexual reproductive health is the basis of that fundamental notion of human rights. Having control over oneself and one's body is so personal. It's so important in order for you to exercise any of the other rights that you're trying to um, really lean into.
1: Yeah, I I definitely um, agree with all of that. And It really resonates with me how, you know, um, we talk about personal stories and experiences and, you know, our ability to be able to claim, you know, our experiences and decide for ourselves the lives that we want to have. Um, So at Girls Globe, uh, as a a global feminist media platform, um, we're obviously very interested in um, making sure that these stories go out. Um, How is Global Fund for Women also investing to make sure that women's and girls' issues are occupying, you know, the digital space? Yeah,
2: and it's been, you know, absolutely great. Let me just first say uh, we are privileged to have Adolescent Girls Advisory Council at Global Fund for Women. And so it's 12 girls who, adolescent girls, who actually advise us um, on what our work looks like and make sure we're including their stories, um, their um, interest, their issues in the work that we do. So I won't pretend like Global Fund for Women could do it without these incredible girls sitting around the table. And one of them is always going to sit on our board. We have a reserve seat for adolescent girl. Um, so it's not just the sort of advising part, which is what we'll talk about with the digital, but it's also governing the organization. And so for me, it means that it's, uh, you know, it goes past tokenism. It's the fabric of the organization is has girls integrated in it because they're actually governing. They're actually advising. They're looking at all the work that we're doing and making comments and thoughts about it. Some of those girls are here at Women Deliver, so it's been really nice to meet them while we're here. But I would say in a digital space, it is um, often the case that young people are not just creating um, a space online for themselves, but they're also creating the online presence of many organizations around the world. I talked about this yesterday at the youth pre-conference. It's like we always get young people to do that work. Do we actually give them credit to actually express their ideas so much online? I don't know but we're getting there, we're getting better. But I do wanna say that we have to be careful because the online space, while it provides so many opportunities to hear the voices of girls, it also can be unsafe in ways that I think we need to really be conscious of. And particularly for girls, it can become a space and particularly for girls who are leaders um, and their online space has to be protected. And we have to do some work in making sure that they can find their voices online and not have to worry about you know people coming to um, hurt them and to, you know, this onslaught of, um, you know, negative responses that they get. And so that means we have to work on our societies, um, and make it clear that you can't be, um, uh, you can't be violent towards women, um, online and think that that's not violence against women and girls.
1: Thanks so much for that. Um I love that you have a girls advisory council. I love the idea that you know young people uh can engage and make important decisions over um you know the issues that they care about. I f- personally feel super fortunate uh, to be part of Girls Globe and have a space and community as well to express and share my stories. Um maybe as a final question I'd like to ask if you have any message that you want to share um with uh young activists um, and feminists young women and girls all across the world
2: mm-hmm. so yes keep doing what you do um i said yesterday um you know the your voice is so incredibly important in the transformation that we're looking for don't just find yourself relegated to repeating other people's issues stand at the table when you need to be heard um i, I continue to say that because i think it is sometimes um, difficult for uh, particularly girls and you know i don't care what society you comes from so maybe it's more in some societies than others but girls are taught from a young age to be much quieter and then they get to certain points where they are taught to um, be even quieter you know in the room and so I, I i say to young um girl activists to continue voicing your concerns um continue Uh, trusting that your voice and your issues are as important as anyone else's because it's the only thing we have when we look towards a future that's feminist
1: thank you so much Latanya. there you have it keep doing what you're doing
0: (laughs) (laughs) if you enjoyed this episode i'm sure that you will find so much hope and inspiration from our entire community of activists, advocates, experts, and organizations. Go to girlsglobe.org emails to subscribe to new podcast episodes, conversations from our Solidarity studio, written expert pieces, invitations to get engaged in issues that really matter, and so much more. And of course, if this podcast means something to you, please follow or subscribe and rate this podcast in your favorite podcast app. This will help us reach more listeners and make sure that you don't miss an episode. As always, you can find all our episodes, leave comments, nominate a guest, and subscribe to the Hey Changemaker podcast at girlsglobe.org slash changemaker. Your involvement in our community is what fuels our mission. Thank you for listening. Until next time, take care, changemaker.